everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are looking at 2 Chronicles 6 and 7 as well as Psalm 136. It feels a little bit like some recap from yesterday. Uh, yesterday we were reading in 1 Kings, uh, well, the past couple of days, 1 Kings 7 and 8. Um, and today is kind of a repetition of some of those concepts. We see the temple being dedicated. We see Solomon speaking to the people. Uh, today we see God speaking back to Solomon, which I don't think we've seen in Kings yet. Um, so there's there's quite a bit going on. Um, it's kind of like a multi-day spectacle of the temple being built, the temple being completed, and then finally the temple being dedicated and like God having something to say about it. Uh, so as we read over all these things, um, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. And it's interesting to um, specifically in the chapters in Chronicles, we're talking a lot about how um, God is establishing, like basically with Solomon, hey, if you guys follow these rules, if you do these things, like I'm super pleased with the the temple, I'm super pleased with the sacrifices that are being given. But if you turn to me, like I will be there, I will like, I will help you through, I will like recognize that you are turning to me and not someone else. Um, but it kind of like very, very briefly, but very straightforward at the end of chapter eight in second Chronicles, or excuse me, at the end of chapter seven in second Chronicles, it says, Hey, if you turn away from me though, like you might as well just forget it. And people are going to look at you and they're going to say, wow, what happened to those people that were following the Lord? Like what happened to them? Um, and it will be obvious to them to say, well, they turned away from God to find refuge or seek wisdom guidance from other gods. Um, so it's pretty straightforward with what the expectation is and that, Hey, if you mess up and you start following other gods, I will forget you. You will be like shamed throughout the years, throughout generations. And what's really interesting is when we read chapter 136 in Psalms, um, it is a, an extremely repetitive Psalm mm -hmm. in that there is a sentence or like a partial sentence and then immediately after, it says, for his steadfast love endures forever. And just like this continuous over and over and over. And I think it's interesting that this psalm, which really just goes back and kind of like, it gives an account again of the the sovereignty of God and his plan for the, the Israelites and how he comes through for them over and over and over again, kind of like as this reminder to Solomon that like, hey, God has been there countless times and this is like the history of your people he's been there don't turn your back like don't do it like he's been there through crazier times than what you can even imagine don't do it um but like as we know like on this side of history that isn't how it all kind of shakes out so it's really interesting that i think this psalm is like his steadfast love endures forever not those gods that you're gonna eventually like seek after um, so that was a cool tie-in, at least for me. It is interesting. Like we are, we're, we are going to see Israel utterly fail at keeping God's commandments, but we are also going to see tangibly how God's steadfast love endures forever. Mm -hmm. um, and you can you can read Solomon's uh, declaration to the people like a little bit of foreshadowing, mm -hmm. like, hey, 
listen to God, listen to God, listen to God. There is going to be a time where this land is pretty much desolate. Uh, the Babylonians will carry everybody off, completely conquer this area, completely destroy the temple, and it will be left a wasteland. So there is going to be a time um, coming soon mm -hmm. where it is utterly destroyed and there are not people around. Well, I always think, too, of like, I have this like mental image in my mind of the story and history of the Israelites. And it's always like this roller coaster thing. Like, I, I just see them as like, they're at the top and they're like at this like peak moment of like, wow, they really, they can, they can move forward finally. And then they like, as soon as they hit that top, they like quickly fall down and hit this super low, low. And I think right now, like, right, we're like at that tipping point where it's like, everything is great. Everything is awesome. Like we're saying all the right things because everything is going so great. And like very quickly after we're about to like hit that point of just like complete and utter unfortunate destruction. <laughs> Um, the interesting thing is in Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's really interesting how we can we can read these this story and we can look at it and say, oh man, like it was going really well, but we know it's not going to end well. But at the same time, God is telling them, listen, when you run away from me, when you're disobeying me, whenever you turn back to me and face me and humble yourselves, like make yourselves low before me and call on my name and pray to me, I will hear you and I will deliver you. So you can you can kind of look at the story two ways. You can look at this and you can say, oh, Israel, like. Why couldn't you just stay obedient? Why couldn't the story remain that you had peace on all sides and you were never you were never carried off into other nations? Um, or you can look at the story and be like, wow, God is so incredibly faithful to the people mm -hmm. that are called by his name. And we are the people today who are called by his name. He is so faithful to us. He is long-suffering. He is gracious. He is merciful. And his steadfast love is endures forever. We're going to see that play out. Uh, much like we saw that play out in the judges cycle where people called on God and he delivered them, but then they enjoyed peace and prosperity and then they fell. Then they were drawn away to other gods. Then they had to call out to God. Like we see this cycle spinning again, but now with kings and kingdoms. I think it's interesting too, from that verse 714, if my people like that, I feel like that verse just kind of like, it like permeates this inevitability like it's gonna happen to them it will definitely and does happen to us like mm -hmm. it's not like mm -hmm. well it might happen that you turn away every single person on this earth will have their moment in like a smaller grand grand way of turning away from the lord and i think that verse kind of just like like you were saying that applies to us too if we humble ourselves, we pray, and we seek God's face and turn from our ways, then God will hear us, forgive us of our sin, and, like, bring us back into a right relationship with him. So I think, like, that verse, although it is very targeted towards the Israelites and their potential, I don't know, wandering. It's a promise of their covenant. Yeah. yeah. It is also for us as well. Like, that doesn't, that that verse is not exclusive to them like it is i th i think it's very 
uh, prominent in our lives as well. So for like tangible takeaways for you today, for us today, um, there are times where God feels very distant, but in fact, God is not distant. You are distant. Mm -hmm. There, there would have been times where Israel, when they were carried away into Babylon felt very distant, but they like, God was never distant from them. They were distant from God. And when we are distant from God, we have the long-standing opportunity to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and watch as he restores us and cares mm -hmm. for us and heals us. I think that is applicable to us as individuals. I think it is applicable to us as we're involved in churches. And I think it is applicable to us as we're involved in nations and kingdoms. Mm -hmm. If people humble themselves before God... Uh, God recognizes that and honors that and returns to his people. So I think you might be experiencing that on a personal level. Um, you might feel distant from God. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Um, I think that there are many nations on the face of this earth that need to humble themselves and mm -hmm. call out to God. And I think God has promised. Um, here he's promising to Israel. I don't want to get it twisted up. Um, but I think he is faithful to the fact that there are believers that follow him all over the world in many, many different nations and countries. Right. And I think he will honor his promise. On even a more personal note, I feel like there are times, too, where I'm like, oh, God, like kind of like we were saying, I feel so far from you. I feel so distant from you. But when I actually reflect and look at my life, I'm like, well, like, why do I feel that way? Well, I haven't spent any time. I've not prayed. I've not even like taken the time outside of, you know, even just our podcast sometime to even like think about God's word or read God's word or meditate on God's word. Like, is it any wonder? Like, I have to kind of check myself or like if I'm frustrated with something else, is it because I'm not rooted in, in God's word? I'm not like taking the time for it. So like, I mean, that can go as far as like even like deep sin too, like. I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Well, the what does the Lord say about that? Like, is it any surprise? Like, you have to really reflect on your own personal decisions and life and, like, actual sin that might be festering in your own life. Well, of course you're going to feel distant from God because sin is what separates us from him. Um, so it's, I think that's an interesting, like, very personal level, too. Not even just, like, nations like you were talking mm -hmm. or Israelite people. In, in these stories that we're reading for today. So the answer basically is God hasn't left. God isn't distant. God isn't missing. You need to check yourself. <laughs> check yourself um, and, and humble yourself and pray to God that he will have mercy on you. And he has promised that he will, uh, which is very amazing. He does, he does not have doesn't to do that. He doesn't even have to do that. He doesn't yeah. have to do that. But his steadfast love endures um, not till the end of... First Kings, not to the mm, end of Second Chronicles. Forever. His steadfast love endures forever. That promises for you, for you today. So we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Second Chronicles chapter six. 
Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness, but I have built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell in forever. Then the king turned around and blessed all the assembly of Israel, while the assembly of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hand has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to David my father, saying, Since the day that I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city but out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house, that my name might be there. And I chose no man as a prince over my people Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name may be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to David my father, Whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, it is not you who will build the house, but your son, who shall be born to you, shall build the house for my name. Now the Lord has fulfilled his promise that he made, for I have risen in the place of David my father to sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. And there I have set the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the, the people of Israel." Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had set it in the court and stood on it. Then he knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven, and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you, in heaven or on earth, keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants, who kept with your servant David my father and that you declared to him. You spoke with your mouth, and with your hand you have fulfilled it this day. Now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep for your servant David my father what you have promised him, saying, You shall not lack a man to sit on before me the throne of Israel. If only your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house that I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea. O Lord my God, listening to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you, that your eyes may be open day and night toward this house, the place where you have promised to set your name, that you may listen to the prayer that your servant offers toward this place. And listen to the pleas of your servant and of your people Israel, when they pray towards this place. And listen from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor, and is made to take an oath, and comes and swears his oath before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven, and act, and judge your servants, repaying the guilty, by bringing his conduct on his own head, and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness." If your people Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned against you, and they turn again and acknowledge your name, and pray and plead with you in the house, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and bring them again to the land that you gave to them and to their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and acknowledge your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people in Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk, and grant rain upon your land, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, 
if there is pestilence, or blight, or mildew, or locusts, or caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the land at their gates, whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever plea is made by any man, or by all your people Israel, each knowing his own affliction and his own sorrow, and stretching out his hand towards his house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and forgive, and render to each whose heart you know according to all his ways. For you, only you, know the hearts of the children of mankind, that they may fear you and walk in your ways all the days that they live in the land that you gave to our fathers. Likewise, when a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a far country for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when he comes and prays toward this house, hear from heaven your dwelling place and do according for all of which the foreigner calls to you, in order that the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this house that I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemies by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you toward this city that you have chosen, and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea, and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them, and give them to an enemy, so that they are carried away captive into a land far or near, yet if they turn their heart in the land to which they have been carried captive, and repent and plead with you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned and have acted perversely and wickedly. If they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, to which they were carried captive, and pray toward their land which you gave to their fathers, the city that you have chosen and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven your dwelling place their prayer and their pleas, and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, O oh my God, let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers of this place. And now arise, O Lord God, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints rejoice in your goodness. O Lord God, do not turn away from the face of your anointed one. Remember your steadfast love for David, your servant. Second Chronicles 7 as soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever." Then the king and all the people offered sacrifice before the Lord. King Solomon offered as a sacrifice 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. The priests stood at their posts, the Levites also, with the instruments for music to the Lord that King David had made for giving thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Whenever David offered praises by their ministry, opposite them the priests sounded trumpets and all Israel stood. And Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for that he, for there he offered the burnt offering and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar Solomon had made could not hold the burnt offering and the grain offering and the fat. At that time Solomon held the feast for seven days, and all Israel with him, a great assembly from Leohatham and the brook of Egypt. And on the eighth day they held a solemn assembly, for they had kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their homes, joyful and glad of heart for the prosperity that the Lord had granted to David and to Solomon, 
and the is and to Israel his people. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon had planned to do in this house of the Lord and in his own house he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land, devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn their, from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be here forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and rules, then I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with your David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man to rule Israel. But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and commandments that I have set before you and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given to you and this house that I have consecrated for my name. I will cast you out of my sight and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And that this house which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and thus to this house? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on their gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore he has brought all this to disaster on them. Psalm chapter 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him alone does great wonders, for to his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever a heritage to Israel his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, 
for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.